0: Vegas, everybody. Um, it's Glenn Rockney. Uh, it's kind of that slow time now. It's after the draft. We don't really know what to talk about. Uh, I, I know what to talk about today, but after today, man, you guys are going to have to help me out. So uh, after today, if you guys want to suggest me some stuff to talk about, maybe stuff from the past. I know uh, the past isn't really too kind to us, uh, like the past 20 years, but you know, maybe, maybe some fun stuff to talk about. Uh, even if it isn't like in a positive, uh, in a positive light, like I I've always wanted to do a deep dive on like why the Namdi Asamoah contract voided or something like that. Or maybe the, um, uh, the season, I I can't remember exactly the year. I want to say it was like 2011 or something where Campbell broke his collarbone. Then we trade the two first round picks kind of play a little what if with that, that would have been kind of, that'd be kind of fun. So might do that while we're still on uh, lockdown but um yeah just please suggest me at Rockney on twitter uh g-l-e-n-r-o-c-k-n-e-y um yeah just any kind of suggestions you guys have for for content because i want to keep doing this but uh there's not gonna be a lot of news uh hopefully not because uh, at this point any kind of like news as far as uh surprises right now wouldn't be too good because i think those would be more like uh oh, so-and-so got caught doing this in Vegas. Oh, we don't want any of that. So uh, yeah, there might still be some transactions and stuff, but in the event that there aren't, um, please tweet me some stuff that you guys want me to talk about. Um, uh, All, let's say mm, six of you that listen. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) You guys are the best. Uh, Today, today I want to get into the depth chart. So of course it's not an official depth chart not released by the team even that depth chart kind of sucks the the team depth chart by the media and stuff but uh i just want to go over kind of a projected depth chart i'm going to be using the ourlads.com nfl depth chart uh they're pretty up to date with everything they even got the jersey numbers on there so that works for me uh i just wanted to uh kind of go over the kind of go over the position groupings now see where we got better um i it looks like a lot of places, but uh, see where we got better and how much better and what to expect and what this is going to do for Gruden's play calling, uh, what this is going to do for uh, players that were here last year that got a little more help from the draft this year, like uh, like a Tyrell Williams. I think he's going to get a lot of help this year from all the speed being around him. So uh, I just wanted to go down the depth chart. Let's, let's, let's take a look. Um, uh, I guess you can consider it a deep dive, but I'm not going to go super hard into like the Uh, Pearson L, uh, wide receivers and stuff like that. I'm not going to go super far into that. Um, I will go into a little bit of the UDFA, the free agent signings, uh, seeing where we're at with that. But I, I'm not, I'm not going to go into like the camp invite guys, uh, too, too much because I don't know how much. We'll, we'll wait till we get really bored. Let's say, (laughs) we'll say that much. If if we can't, uh, two months from now, still can't find anything to talk about. Um, so yeah, let's, let's take a look. Let's, um, let me just make sure. Yep, on the right one. So let's take a look. We're gonna we're gonna start on offense and we will start at okay, they wanna start at wide receiver? Let's start at wide receiver. Uh easily the position group that got uh this and this in corner got hammered the hardest in the draft. It's what it should have been. It's where the strength of the draft was. It's our two biggest weaknesses. Um, you know, quarterback maybe, but <laughs> that's for another time. Uh Henry Ruggs. He's in green. He's a rookie. They put the rookies in green. He's number eleven. And he's he's exciting. Um, I I saw one guy and I c I don't know what his name was. there was a video he like filmed himself reacting to the to the Henry Ruggs pick and he was like, Fuck, man, this is a little fucking thing I hate about this team. Uh, a lot of people were flaming him for him, uh, for it and roasting him for it. I I kind of felt this pain. I looked at it, and I, I remember when it happened. I was just kind of thinking, like, just take the fucking C.D. Lamb, just take him, take Jerry Judy. We'll make it work. Don't fall in love with this. And then all of a sudden, Goodell says Henry Ruggs, and I'm just, I just bowed my head down and just said, "Well, here we go." Um, now that the doomsday effect is worn off of that pick, I really like it. I still don't. I still would have picked Lamb or Judy. So I'm not trying to sell myself on it, but. Um, I still would have picked those two guys or taken the trade down, the supposed trade down with Tampa. I know it wasn't for much, but I I still have a feeling we end up with rugs if we if we trade down and, and pick up a day three, even though it was it was not gonna be a great price. I think it was a pick swap in the third and then like a fifth and a sixth. But hey, those fifth and a sixth would have been nice. Uh, you know what I mean? Maybe we don't have to trade up for um John Simpson or well, I guess you still would, but maybe it wouldn't hurt as bad to trade up for John Simpson. You wouldn't have to mortgage your day three picks for that. Um so, anywho, I like I like Rugs now. I like him now, especially picking Brian Edwards. But uh, at we our depth chart is is Tyrell Williams, Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, Zay Jones, uh, Hunter Renfro, Nelson Aguilar. I don't think I don't I don't see the Rico Gafford making the team. I, th- I know a lot of people like it, but a lo- a lot of people like him, and I'm intrigued by his speed. If we didn't add a lot of speed in the draft, I'd give him a chance. But I don't see it happening. I think Aguilar is going to be viewed as the reclamation project. Uh, Gruden usually sides with the veterans, especially if Rico Gaff, since Rico Gaffer wasn't necessarily a draft pick by the Raiders. So I think he's going to side with Nelson Aguilar's upside. Uh, I love a good reclamation project. I, every year I would take a chance on a cut first rounder, like a team that, team that said, ah, man, this didn't work out for us. Give him a chance somewhere else. Don't pick up the fifth-year option. Get his ass out of here. I would take a chance on almost every. I I, just, I would take a chance on one almost every year. Uh, I saw that the Tennessee Titans aren't going to take Corey Davis's fifth year option, and uh, even if he has kind of a down year this year, I think the traits are really good with him. I would, I every year I would take a chance. It's usually low risk, and you can just cut the guy if it doesn't work. Usually they're on one year deals. I'm talking about the guys who really don't pan out, not like the Sammy Watkins who end up getting still good second contracts. I'm not talking about that. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see, I don't see any surprises besides that. Um, of course, you got injuries that could happen in camp. Uh, knock on wood, if you hear me right. I, I hope that doesn't happen. But uh, le- a lot of people don't think Zay Jones is going to make the team. But I, I, y- they gave up a, a pick for him, like a, a pretty good pick. And when I say pretty good, I think it's a fifth rounder of this next draft coming up. But I think he's going to at least break camp with the team. Might be like a J.J. Nelson situation where they cut him. You know five weeks into the season or whatever that was. I I could see that happening, but he's going to get a chance, I think. And for whatever reason, maybe just the midseason edition, no off-season with him, and, you know, there's no off-season really again with him, but Carr just, like, was allergic to the guy. Um, Not that Zay Jones is some electric receiver, but he looked open on a lot of plays, all 22. I'm not an offensive mastermind. I'm not a huge, like, film analyst guy, but I I don't know. He looks open to me on, on a lot of those plays uh so maybe that's something that improves this year hopefully um I think he's got pretty good hands he caught everything that seemed to be thrown to him and um yeah just you trade it for him for a reason right like let's give him a chance um a lot of people don't it's either between him or Aguilar I see a lot of people I put this out there on Twitter like a week ago and just to see where people's heads were at and uh it's also going to depend on how many receivers we carry um I want to I want to carry six I think you need six because I want to be able to put four on the field at a time. Um, And you figure, you know, you're going to have injuries too. So I want to be able to have a four wide receivers at a time. And uh, just real fast, after we get done with these wide receivers, uh, or before we get done with these wide receivers, I just wanted to look at the personnel grouping frequency. Um, This is courtesy of Warren Sharp uh, at sharpfootballstats.com. The Raiders were in 11 personnel a lot last year and 12 personnel. That was – the majority of the time, uh, they were, uh, also they were in 22 personnel, which is just one wide receiver, two running backs, two tight ends. But um, 11 personnel is three wide receivers, one running back, one tight end. 12 personnel is two wide receivers, a running back, and two tight ends. I hope I said that right. I swear I'm reading it verbatim. This shit's still kind of tough for me. <laughs> the analytics are still new to me and stuff. But the Raiders spent, uh, let's see, zero time in four wide receiver sets, and only one percent of the time in five wide receiver sets. Uh, Gruden loves the tight end, which I mean, he he gave Jared Cook his best career season, um, and look at Waller last year. So it's not to no avail. I, I I see why he likes the tight end in football. It's it's one of the biggest evolving positions in football. So yeah, definitely, especially when you got a guy like Waller. But I would love to start seeing, especially with these new, uh, with these new picks and these jackrabbits that we have on offense now. I would like to see some five wide receiver sets where you get Waller as one of them, as one of your five wide receivers, he's out wide. And then you got four other guys, whether, and I could see it being rugs, Williams, uh, Edwards, and maybe, uh, who am I forgetting? Renfro. Yeah. Duh. Uh, Renfro. I always forget about him, but, uh, yeah, or one of our best guys, but yeah, I always forget about him. Those five guys on the field, I, we got to find a way to get them out there. Um, one of the biggest questions I have now is now that Gruden has the personnel to do so, will he? Uh, I don't know if it's a slam dunk that he does. I don't think he w- I-, I think he's gonna carry like four tight ends this year four or five tight ends. He already said he wants to line up in three tight end sets. He also said he wants to spread people out wide and stuff which if you go back and forth between that I have no problem but I hope he just isn't so stuck in his ways. And we don't have a way of knowing that now because the last two years he hasn't had the personnel to do so. Uh, last year it was very much a like twelve personnel team um, and an eleven personnel team. I think this year we have the flexibility on paper to do it, and I just hope he will. Um, you know, back back when he was coaching, that wasn't even really a huge thing. He didn't come out with five wide a lot, or even four wide a lot. So when he was coaching with Tampa and first years with the Raiders, so I'm just wondering if maybe he absorbed some of that from uh, his years up in the booth. You know, watching Andy Reid, it's clear that he kind of is jealous of what Andy Reid has. And hey, if you're going to be jealous of a coach, why not Andy Reid, right? But I think, I think he's like he's such a wild card. Um, you, we all know how he feels about analytics, right? <laughs> some of his some of his analytics takes he kind of likes to say like, oh man, fuck analytics, right? But then have his, oh no, we have guys. We have guys uh, up there. You know, I listen to him. We we got, we have guys. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like Trump, like when the CDC gives him information and he just goes up there with a giant fucking Q-tip and he's like, well, yeah, yeah, fuck, throw this paper away. Let me just do a fucking QVC uh infomercial program with this Q-tip and tell everyone to drink bleach, right? <laughs> like that's not comparing Gruden to Trump, but Uh, They have more qualities than you think that are alike. But uh, I I just like – who knows, man? Who knows if Gruden – Gruden might just be like, dude, I have a 10-year contract. We're doing it my way. And we're going to see that this year, whether it's going to be – because analytically, you want to spread people out. You want to be able to hammer the ball, run power. That's fine. But they're saying a lot of these analytics, and it's not just one site saying it. It's a lot of advanced analytics that go into it. The more you spread people out, quick passes – um, take your shots down the field when you can, that's more, that's better. I mean, it, it just, it, there's almost no argument for being a run heavy offense anymore, except for like a Lamar Jackson. If you have just an absolute unicorn at quarterback, yes, you can do that. We do not have Lamar Jackson at quarterback. And I don't think anyone will debate me on that. Uh, anywho, uh, I would just picture Gruden like, cause he always says, Oh, we have analytics guys. They're there. They, they give me info and stuff. I could just see like Gruden uh somebody knocking on the door John's like hey yeah come on come on in come on and uh the guy's like hey I got the new uh personnel groupings and uh our efficiency rates out of those personnel groupings he goes yeah, yeah go ahead and put it in the analytics box over there and then the guy's like look an analytics box where's it at and it's a fucking paper shredder with a thing that says insert analytics here and he's like ah oh, damn it John and he's like yeah that's what I think you're fucking analytics and you know what I mean I, I don't know if he's I'm very scared that he's gonna, we're going to get like eight years and, you know, eight to ten years of just like ramming your head into a brick wall with Gruden. And this is the first year, I think, where you can really hold that against him. Because last year, it's true. I know the car stands use it as an excuse, but it's true. We didn't have the personnel to run like four wide. So – and definitely not the year before that with like old man Jordy Nelson and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, with wide receiver, I, I don't see – Oh, one more thing on wide receiver. I'm spending a long time on this position group, but uh, one more thing with wide receiver is uh, I put it out there on Twitter. It actually kind of got a lot of responses. Like I wasn't really expecting it to be uh, this big of a like, question with this, this kind of like a polarizing of a question, but I was kind of like, why is everyone so down on Tyrell Williams? Um, I don't, you know, Tyrell Williams isn't a number one. I know they said last year before they got AB, they signed Tyrell to be a number one. They're definitely paying him like a number one. So I get that. But, I still think he's really valuable to this team, and there's some people that want to ride him off after you know, look it wasn't great after we the week after we trade Conley and he's not able to like moss him, you know what I mean or make a catch make a contested catch over him. It wasn't great. he definitely had some bad drops, but I think as like a number two, especially a guy who already has familiarity with the system um Gruden wide receivers have a tough time as rookies in Gruden's system, even Renfro couldn't really get it except for. I think it took Renfro about, like, six weeks. I'd say, like, that Bears game, if I'm mistaken, the Bears game last year was when it really started looking comfortable in that offense. So you're going to need a constant. Um, Zay Jones and Tyrell Williams, I, I would think, have a good understanding of this offense, better than – and Renfro, of course, and, you know, Waller and all those guys too. But you got to have this constant. I, I I agree with a lot of people that I think Brian Edwards is going to end up being a better player. But I don't know – necessarily if that's happening week one you know especially with the with the lockdown and all that kind of stuff and the you know work stoppage and football and you you're gonna want to have continuity on your team we already have a lot of new faces on this team but we're gonna have to lean on the continuity i would imagine for at least the four f- first four weeks of the season so i expect tyrell williams to have a nice season uh hopefully the feet stay he- stay healthy plantar fasciitis sucks um if you have a short term memory problem just remember darren mcfadden what he looked like after his injury and stuff like after that plantar fasciitis, man. Ooh. Remember that Chiefs game, man? He caught that ball. It was like right over the middle. And he just like walks off the field. And then we never saw him again. It didn't even look that injured. But he had plantar fasciitis, man. It's, it's rough. I know people, out, you know, not football players that get it. And it's brutal. So, yeah, that's, again, I like Ruggs, Williams, Edwards, Jones, Aguilar, and Renfro. That's six guys. I, I want to go with six. Hopefully not just five. If, if we go with five, it's going to be between Jones and Aguilar. And I think they will – that'll be tough. I don't even know if I could predict that right now. Uh, offensive line, uh, just run through it real fast. This one this one, I don't see a lot of changes happening from last year. I do like having the continuity. Um, Carr with Hudson for, what, is the fourth straight year, fifth straight year. Um, that's really nice. And uh, we got Miller at left tackle, incognito left guard, Hudson at center, Jackson at right guard for now. Um, but I, I think it'll stay that way. Um, I think the time to trade him was during the draft. If somebody wants to give up – if somebody loses their starting right guard, like say Dallas loses a right guard and they don't have somebody and they want to trade for Gabe, yeah, see what see what they'll give for you, give for him. Um, but I wouldn't be in the rush to start John Simpson, even though they think he probably can. Uh, let's keep that depth at right guard. Uh, right tackle, Trent Brown. And uh, just as depth, just going along the line, left tackle depth. Our swing tackle is going to be Brandon Parker, P U. Uh, please, please somebody take his job, man. Like, I don't know who it's going to be. We did not bring in, I, I think they brought in Kamal Seymour as an undrafted free agent from Rutgers football. Uh, not hating on the guy. I just, I, it's tough for me to say right now that he's going to actually take Brandon Parker's job. If he does, holy shit, that's a bad third round pick. Wow. That's one of the worst picks I've seen the Raiders make in a while. That's Shalit Calhoun level. And, um... Yeah, so that's let's see. Am I missing anybody here? Yeah, Jordan Jordan Devi, I I did like the way he played last year. Andre James uh, did a decent job too as backup center. Um, very happy that to have your backup center from last year uh, there in case something happens to Rodney. Rodney's getting a little older. Sometimes he has those ankle injuries and stuff. Uh, so it's nice to have a backup center. Uh, got Eric Cush. Be interested to see if he makes the team. And uh, David Sharp also as uh, would be Trent Brown's backup. I don't I don't hate David Sharp, but would have been nice to have another day three pick. Um, and I would have – that Tanner Muse pick, I think there were still some pretty good tackles there during that. So would have been would have been nice to add to swing tackle. But I, I understand offensive line. As the starters, I have no qualms with it. I think Miller's going to just keep getting better. Maybe he won't be elite, but he's going to keep getting better. Um, Trent Brown, stay healthy, man. Uh, offensive line's looking nice. It's a good tight end. Gruden's favorite position. Holy shit. Uh, Moreau's coming off the knee injury. So we'll see what ends up happening there. How, I mean, maybe the, maybe the season gets a little pushed back and maybe Foster's ready week one, right? Maybe he's just chomping at the bit to get back. Uh, there there's doesn't seem to be any problems with his recovery. Uh, Darren Waller, uh, heard of him. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. He's, uh, man, let me just take it back here. I, last year, I was totally the guy like man shut up john gruden when he would just be at the things hey man we got to hide this guy we don't want anyone to find out about this guy oh he's so good he's our secret weapon i'm just like boy if this is another david osbury i'm gonna fucking lose my mind uh he wasn't he's amazing uh that first denver game car was throwing fades to him and just he 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 could take over that offense and I, i still hope he is like one of the focal points of the offense um I hope they don't lose sight of him with these new receivers, because he's these new receivers are gonna help do nothing but help him. He's gonna get mismatched all day, and uh, man, what a what a pickup that was, Greg. If Greg Olson does nothing else, he got us Darren Waller. Um, that's that's amazing. Uh, I guess it gets kind of interesting here when you bring in Jason Witten, which I I just wouldn't have done that. I don't, I don't think the veteran leadership's gonna pay off the way people think it is. Um, mainly because did that position need veteran leadership? right? I mean, maybe, I know it doesn't just go to that position group. I know he can lead everybody per se, but I, Derek is a veteran. Why couldn't he have been the veteran leadership? You know, they brought in Nick O'Leary. He's a veteran. Uh, I mean, Darren Waller's technically a veteran and he can help you with a lot of stuff off the field too. So the Jason Witten one, he's going to catch a couple of like wide open flat routes, at, like from the five yard line and walk into the end zone and people are gonna be like, that's why you get Jason Witten when like you or I could have done that. It's It just wasn't didn't seem worth it to me and as we get lower and lower on cap space it's like man jason witten uh, like i wouldn't be surprised if he's like helping frank smith coach and like wearing like a long sleeve raider shirt and not suiting up by like week 12 so maybe i'm wrong but i I don't know it seemed weird i don't know if anyone saw the quote today where jason witten was like man i had some offers from other teams but i picked the team i thought was going to win the super bowl like if i got if i joined there or thought a team was going to win the super bowl and it's like Man, I love the Raiders, but holy shit! Uh, who else was offering you a contract? <laughs> it's like Miami, Cincinnati, uh, you know, like teams like that had to have been banging on his door or something. And he's like, "I'll I'll go to Vegas." Shit, Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Nico I think it's gonna be a battle between Carrier and Nick O'Leary. It sounds like, cause I think I think they might keep four tight ends. Hopefully, just four. But um, cause again, I'd rather be heavy on receivers than tight end. But uh, yeah, I, I know Gruden wants to wants to load up and play three on the field at one time, which is great for Josh Jacobs. But again, like to get this pass game to be a little more efficient. Quarterback, the the most polarizing man I've ever been a part of as a Raider fan, um, Derek Carr. I mean, we didn't have Twitter back in you know back in the day, so maybe maybe during the Gannon years that would have been crazy too. But Derek Carr, man, can't can't go a day without discussing him. Uh, hand up, that's that's me as well. Uh, Derek Carr, and Marcus Mariota, see what happens. Uh, it, this could be, this could be something. I I think I don't know how, where the leash is going to be. I'll, I'll I'll probably do like a separate episode on this later. Um, he Mariota's here for a reason. It's nice to have a good backup for Carr it's nice to have pressure on him. Carr's already feeling the pressure. He's already doing the fuck the haters 2020 is my year. He's already doing that in the the latest uh, Vic Tafer article. It was uh the Vic Tafer article. Did you hear that Sanji? Vic Tafer. Uh he did it. So, uh let's give Vic his credit when Vic talks to a player. So, uh anyways, Derek Carr is a league average quarterback. I think we have chance to have an above average offense around him we'll see what happens i think mariota is definitely loved by this coaching staff more than they're letting on uh just look at their draft boards and their draft uh recap that's the beauty of having a gm and a coach from tv (laughs) that's uh, you get all their takes on literally everybody in the league so they love mariota they want car to work out we all do too nobody hates the guy i mean we don't like the guy that much, but we all want him to be the, like, there's no better circumstance than Derek Carr being a really good quarterback for the Raiders. That solves, like, almost every problem uh, on the offense. So even the people like me who are constantly talking shit about him and stuff, I still want him to be great. I don't root against the guy. It's just, man, I'm tired of having sky-high expectations for him. So uh, Deshaun Kaiser, Nathan Peterman, I don't care. Sorry. Like neither of those guys move the needle for me. We'll probably carry three quarterbacks foolishly. Um, so one of those guys will probably make the team and I'm going to guess it would be Kaiser, but damn Gruden does love that Peterman guy. Doesn't he? So, uh, running back, I got, I definitely have a lot to say about running back. I was talking about on Twitter this morning, Josh Jacobs lock solid. you know, locked to be running back. Number one, wouldn't be surprised if he's the best running back in football this year. Uh, hope to get him involved in the passing game more, even on like first and second down. Um, one thing, and this is Mike Mayock did say in February 25th, I did say that Gruden said this, but I actually on Twitter this morning, but actually it was Mike Mayock who said this. He said, we expect this is per Matt Verdam, uh, Verdame Verdam, uh, on Twitter. Uh, Mayock is gushing about Josh Jacobs, but he says he needs to improve pass protection. He said, we expect him to get better in that department. So there's definitely I, – I, I wouldn't imagine that has anything to do with Jacobs, like being scared of getting physical. I, we all know Jacobs craves contact. Uh, he's got the best at breaking tackles in football, actually, per PFF. And I just think it maybe is more of a, like, identifying his assignment in pass protection, I would think, maybe is where he's struggling. Um, again, there's guys who do all 22 breakdowns like B.D. Williams, Ted Wynn, who will actually, you know, could actually give you a way better answer than I could on that. But the thing I found funny is that I don't other than Richard, who you would hope Richard isn't the starting running back of this team ever. I mean, you just he's a really nice third down back, but you hope he's never the the starter. Um other than Richard, I don't know if Lynn Lynn Bowden is a pass protecting guy. Right? I, I don't think that's his calling card. Uh, I I gotta look a little more in depth into maybe some of his college tape for that, but it doesn't seem like that was ever a selling point on him, and I would, I'd like to see, I'd like to see them bring in a, like a veteran, just a fourth running back in camp. I know they have what is his name, like Rod Smith or something. Uh, who am I looking at here? Yeah, Rod Smith and William Standback, which I, I think he got cut or something. One of those guys got cut, I thought, but uh, I don't necessarily see any, either of those guys making it. But I'd like to see them go out and go get somebody. I would expect Carlos Hyde to be a free agent pretty soon. With uh, the additions they made in Texas, uh, in uh, for the Texans, I somebody like that who could be who could basically be like poor man's Josh Jacobs should Jacobs get injured, which we hope that never happens, right? But uh, I don't know if Lynn Bowden is like really like a traditional backup running back. I think he's more of like another weapon, right? More so, I, I think you could get him on the field the same time as Jacobs, um, especially because Gruden likes to have a couple running backs, a couple tight ends, right, on the on the field at the same time. Um, I just I fear I fear in pass protection, which Gruden values like almost more than anything out of a running back. I fear that if Jacobs doesn't make take take that next step in pass protection, other than Rashard, I don't think we have anybody to help in that. Right, Um, Ingold's not going to be on the field in these third and eight situations. I I hope not. That's not the package you want to run out there on third and eight. So. Um, just something to think about nothing. I'm like super concerned about. I, I, again, if Gruden, if Gruden is so crazy about it, I think he's going to end up getting his way one way or another with maybe, uh, uh, I mean, maybe Jacobs takes that huge next step and becomes a third down back, which wouldn't surprise me at all, but maybe Gruden ends up wanting to get a veteran in there. Um, something to keep an eye on. Uh, okay. Let's, I mean, fullback, we got Alec Ingold. uh, absolute beast. Love the guy. Um, if you haven't watched his interview on bussing with the boys with uh, Will Compton, Taylor Lewan. Real really glad he's a raider. Um just a beast. Him and Jacob's attached at the hip. Uh I hope that combo is around for at least Jacob's rookie contract, right? So um uh, is entrenched at fullback. Don't expect any competition there. Uh let's move to the defense. Uh Cleveland Farrell. Uh is he on like the hot seat a little bit as a starter? I I think he is. I think you give carl Nassib that big money for a reason um so i could see ferrell if he's not getting it done on third down i could see Nassib being the third down guy or vice versa maybe Farrell takes a step on third down but Nassib just ends up being a monster in base defense who knows um i do like hedging your bet there a little bit which is nice because i'm not the biggest cleveland ferrell fan i don't know about his ceiling being uh excellent at least fourth overall pick worthy um so that'll be interesting. Uh behind him there's Jeremiah Valuaga, which I, I believe they got him from San Francisco. Uh we'll see. We'll see if he makes the team. I, I don't I don't think so, but um something to watch maybe has a monster preseason. Uh defensive tackle, Mo Hurst and Hankins. Uh I think I Gruden loves Hankins. Uh Gunther loves Hankins. I I love Jonathan Hankins. It was the reason I didn't like Derek Brown in the draft. I didn't I thought he'd be a horrible pick. But uh um Hankins does does it well I mean he doesn't rush the passer well but you're not running on him so uh hopefully Hurst and PJ Hall if PJ Hall makes the team you know maybe he doesn't right I see uh Daniel Ross got signed at defensive tackle and he's got the Marinelli ties you you never know right uh Collins is definitely going to bring some pass rush that's what he does um might lose a little bit in the run game if he's starting in base defense which it sounds like it'll be Collins and Hankins, uh, I think, if Marinelli gets his way, but um, in the base defense and then Hurst on third down for Hankins. Um, I could see that. Maybe kicking clear on Farrell inside. That didn't look great last year, so I don't know. Um, you could tell that's what they want out of Farrell, but I hope he puts on at least 10 to 15 pounds this year in the offseason, which I, he looked like he was he was training with, I think, uh, DeForest Buckner. or I, I can't remember who it was for the Niners, and he was looking good, so – He's definitely putting in the work, and I'm, I'm. we drafted him for character, right? Yeah. Fourth overall, we drafted him for character. So let's put that character and work ethic to work and get a little bigger and stronger and become like a real power rusher because the bend is not there. So, um, yeah, I I think on a third down package, you can get a little creative. I think you can go Crosby, Collins, Hurst, Nassib, maybe. Um, Arden Key, I don't know if Arden Key makes the team this year. Um Maybe. Uh, you know, maybe, but it's definitely not cut and dry. And man, I had such high expectations for him, especially right when we traded Mac. You remember that weird article that came out where they were like, Raiders don't care that Mac's in you know, a lockout or a holdout. Uh, they, they have Arden key and it's like, they, they think Arden key is a, you know, generational player. It's like, man, no, he's definitely athletic and explosive, but he does not finish plays. Well, he doesn't really like he only knows how to go fast and he'll just run right by the quarterback. Um, Just doesn't have any, like doesn't have any kind of like finesse to his game at all. Just, it it just looks weird. Um, So I don't mind seeing who, if there's some, maybe a, like a veteran, uh, like a veteran edge rusher that gets cut. I could see that happening um, from another team around, you know, training camp time, maybe after the final preseason game. I don't think Arden key is safe on this team anymore. So uh, that's the D line. We will go to linebacker here. Uh, linebacker, they got three linebackers on the depth chart, but we're going to be playing nickel most of the time. It's just the way the NFL works now. Uh, Kwiatkowski, uh, I guess he's the green dot guy, number forty-four. Uh, really, really excited about him. I, I think that was a really good buy. Like, it's like buying stock right when you think it's going to go up. Um, it's already like a good, you know, stock. It's already doing well. It's already shown good patterns and stuff but then I think they're expecting just that huge spike in his in his game they're they got him in his prime right when he's entering his prime so really excited about him Uh, Littleton the other big free agent uh, also super excited about him we're in the we're in number 42 I still don't know how I feel about that Um, it's really really weird I'm just not used to seeing numbers in the fours as, as linebackers but let's just if they play well, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, it's, it's really weird. It's like college football. Like, uh, like when you see like Javon Kinlaw wearing like number nine, you're like, ah, what the hell? Like guy, guy doesn't even look big. Oh, it's number nine. That's why he doesn't have two numbers. makes you look skinnier. Single digits make guys look skinnier. It's crazy. If Cam Newton had a double digit number, he'd look way bigger. It's, I don't know. It's weird. But, uh, behind them, it's not great. Uh, we have Morrow Morrow will be I I like, again, I'm, I'm counting this as like a two linebacker side. I'm already got us in our nickel package here. So they have quickowski Littleton and Morrow as our starting three linebackers. I think it's really just two guys that are starting. Cause again, we're not going to be in base defense all that much. Teams already spend 71% of the time approximately in their nickel package. So that's what I'm basing it off of. So Morrow's depth, which I like him as depth. I It's a good blitzer. I, I, I like him. I think he's good. Uh, I, I, I don't even know how to say it. Ukeme Eligue, I, I believe is the uh is who they have behind uh, Kwiatkowski. First time I've ever seeing that name. Uh, hand up. This one's on me guys. I do not know who that is. Uh Tavon Coney, uh he was an undrafted guy last year out of Notre Dame. Loved him at Notre Dame. I like, hopefully he finds a way to make this team cuz the linebacker depth is not good on this uh they have Tanner Muse. I don't I don't know. Tanner Muse is the one to me like as I got time to calm down from the draft, I don't feel any better about that pick. Um, I know there's people on there that love it, but I'm just like, man, is this Ben Heaney again? <laughs> like, fuck. Like, you know what I mean? People just hyping up, like, the crazy white guy on defense. Like, oh, man, we need this this crazy white guy. Oh, man, like, look at him. He's nuts. He dances after the plays. It's like, we already had Tahir Whitehead, okay? Just a different color, you know? <laughs> like, uh, Muse is faster, but his lateral quickness and change of direction, eh leaves a lot to be desired. And uh, again, huge reach at where he was picked, in my opinion. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. But uh, if he ends up being a guy that covers, that's a good coverage linebacker, then I'll zip my lip on him. But again, his name is Tanner. I will make fun of anyone named Tanner. It's just one of those names. I don't make the rules uh so yeah there's a lot of room uh i saw that they brought in javin white uh in free age in uh, undrafted free agency and he's interesting to me he's like a uh, like another kind of like a muse a linebacker safety hybrid guy local guy it's weird to say now that we're local out of unlv i'm used to like local guys from cal local guys from stanford san jose state nope unlv is local now to these las vegas raiders javin white uh I was watching a thread, and I don't remember who put it up, of Javin White. Um, ah, man, I, w- I wish I remembered. I I'm, I'm promise I'm not trying to steal this like uh, Sanji, But the Javin White, he looked good, man. He's really athletic, raw for sure. But I, this is a position I see an undrafted free agent making the team on. I mean, you look at the guys who are, you know, Ukeme, Eligwe. I don't I don't know who that is. And I don't see how he's head and shoulders better than Javin White, right? So, uh yeah that that's that's definitely uh the position i would say that like coney or Javin white could make this team on and uh yeah quentin poling nick usher i mark Lee i think is done um i don't think he makes this team and uh he was another guy man there was a lot of hype out of that pick uh, fifth round like yeah what a steal man and it's like it was he <laughs> you know like I, i don't know just kind of like the Classic, like, Raider, two-down linebacker that can't cover anybody, like Curtis Lofton, Derrick Johnson, all those type of guys that we had been marching out there. That's just – Mark just that, you know, again. So, again, I'd rather I'd rather lose a little bit in the run game and gain more in coverage out of my linebackers nowadays. And, and you know, range, sideline to sideline, get those running backs out of the backfield. We got Edwards and Damian Williams in Kansas City, Austin Eckler in L.A., and uh, Melvin Gordon and Lindsey in, in Denver. We're going to need to make plays in the flat. So, uh, need a little more speed out of that position. We definitely got it as in terms of starters, but I think if Javin white shows his athleticism, um, in, in training camp, I could see him making the team. So corner, let's talk about our, uh, very, very, uh, polarizing corner Damon Arnett. Um, I've said a lot of things about him. uh, not so much him, him personally, uh, you guys will have to excuse me. My dog is barking at an Amazon delivery, uh, He needs to shut his fucking mouth, but, uh, anyways, uh, sorry about that. But yeah, Arnett is gonna, he's going to start. I I don't see how he does not I don't think Nevin Lawson, you know, I don't think Gruden errs on that side of veteran leadership with like Nevin Lawson. Um, I think Arnett starts, uh, he has to, that's the thing. We didn't really address the position in free agency. So, uh, Arnett's going to start. Um, hopefully he does that number 20, right. Cause I got a McFadden Jersey. That's uh, I got to blow the dust off of that. I could love, I would love to change into an Arnett, uh, into an Arnett Jersey. So, uh, then, well, I could do that. And then like, you know, if Arnett sucks, I could just give it to like, you know, the homeless people and be like, Hey, you tired of that Jerry Porter Jersey? Here you go. I got you. Javon Walker, take that Jersey off. I got an Arnett Jersey, for nah, I'm fucking with you guys. But, uh, the, uh, um, Arnett Lawson behind them, Keyshawn Nixon, I think he's going to make the team too. Even with uh, Amik Robertson there, I'd like to have two good nickels, nickel corners, and uh, I think this is kind of Joiner's last year of uh, doing the bullshit he was doing last year. Um, still tough for me to get mad at him because I don't think that's his position. Uh, Joiner needs to be a free safety. We have one free safety in the, on the depth chart, which I think this is wrong. I think I mean they have four guys at strong safety with Randall, Heath, Harris, and Levitt. I think. One of those guys obviously is going to play free safety, but man, it'd, you know, it'd be nice to just put Joiner back there, man. It would be really nice just Abram and Joiner, right? Or you know, Abram Randall. I d- I don't know, but I don't. I I don't see how Amik Robertson isn't starting on this team by week four with Nixon behind him. That's that's uh, something to look forward to. Um, Nick Nelson gone. Uh, Isaiah Johnson. That's a guy we're all expecting a lot out of. Um, I was at that game where against Cincy where he had a really nice pass breakup. That was really all we really saw on him in on defense. So um, definitely had a bad injury in training camp, facial fracture. That, that was bad. But, uh, um, yeah, Nick Nelson, bye-bye. Uh, he's gone. Ken Crawley, Dylan Maven. Yeah, I don't see any of these guys making the team. Um, I, it's definitely a better secondary than we've had. Still not the depth that I love. Um, again, we'll see about Isaiah Johnson. If Isaiah Johnson becomes a starting level corner, I think that solves our secondary. So there's there's a lot of ifs. Um, I wish we had a little bit more of a shirt sure thing um, behind the two starting corners, who also aren't sure things. M- Mullen's great, but he's you know sophomore slumps happen. Uh, safety got uh, like I said, Randall, Jeff Heath, Eric Harris, Dallin Levitt, um, and John Abram five guys out of for two safety spots um i love to see like them get creative with tanner muse or something because uh he does show coverage skill so I'd like to see them get creative maybe in their dime package something like that maybe if they you know uh like in madden how you get like that extra safety on the field when you switch to quarters and you do your three deep stuff like i'd love to see that be used um but we got a we got a lot of guys uh that are pretty decent um abram is a total wild card i loved what i saw from him in broncos on the broncos game monday night but even him it's like if he's going to play like that we're going to need to have a backup safety you know behind him a good backup safety so i would imagine that's jeff heath um who's fine he's starting level but not uh anything to get excited about uh harris and levitt is interesting because they love levitt on special teams and they like harris on defense but we'll see who makes it out of those two guys uh, Damaris Randall's on a one-year deal, far from a sure thing, but uh, he's definitely, you know, he's definitely on the right team uh, to make the team. If <laughs> if uh, if I'm Damaris Randall, I, I pick the right team because we definitely need help at safety. Um, yeah, Nick, like I said, nickel corner is uh, they don't have N- uh, Nixon there, but I, I think Nixon's a nickel. I don't see him playing outside. Uh, Joyner and Amik Robertson. So, like I said, I think Amik Robertson takes Joiner's job. I, I think. Robertson's a stud Uh, I think that 41 becomes a 21 after Nick Nelson uh, goes to another team or you know if he does and uh, yeah so that's that's the depth chart just wanted to go through it Um, I think if I have any more thoughts on this Uh, no I I, I, I don't I just want to see if uh, just want to see if who takes that next step you know like out of ferrell crosby uh, does crosby become like a defensive player of the year type guy does he maybe not have the year he did last year um it's hard for me to think he's gonna regress because uh he's only gonna his athleticism is crazy and i think his football IQ is gonna get better right seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders uh is ferrell gonna become like a 10 sack guy i don't think so but as long as he gets consistent pressure that's fine um And, and again, those day three picks that we could have got by trading back maybe even twice in the first round. um, And I think we could have still got the guys we wanted in free agency or I'm sorry, in the, in the first round, we would have been able to get maybe like a late round athletic edge rusher or even D tackle uh, like Bradley and I, or something like that. Just a really, a really good high motor guy to just add to your depth, man, more horses in the stable. So uh, the defensive line, while I, while I think it's deep per se, I I just don't, I don't think it's like got that that high of a ceiling, especially like the P.J. Halls and Mo Hurst and just guys that that you don't know if they're you don't know if they're ever gonna get better than they are. So, uh, high hopes for Crosby. Let's let's have Crosby win DPOY this year. That would be really awesome. Uh, as far as kickers, um, yeah, kicker. I I think Daniel Carlson is not the kicker in Vegas. Uh, they brought in a kicker in free a- in uh, undrafted free agency. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Dominic Ellerby and uh, from Utah state brought in two guys from Utah state UDFA. He uh, he said he kicks in really bad weather, which if you've been to Utah, there there is no good weather in Utah. It's just, if you like snow, it's fine, but Holy shit, it's cold out there. Uh, he's got a good leg for kickoffs. They said he's, pretty good uh he he said he had really good 2018 but not 2019 i'm talking about dominic ellerby but carlson didn't get it done for me last year man i was really disappointed in that like it was a like it was a time like i think in that jaguars game uh at the end you were just kind of like knew he was gonna miss it's like he was in his own head and that's what happened that's what got him out of minnesota so i don't see a lot of people talking about this but I don't see a lot of people talking about this, but I don't think he's gonna I don't think Carlson like has the job, you know. I don't think it's here you go, man, like you're our Vinatari. I don't see it. And I think they should have a kicking competition in camp. Uh might not be Ellerby that takes his job, but they could always kickers kickers get released all the time. Teams only teams only keep one and there's more than thirty-two kickers, you know. So I'd like to see some competition there. Um as far as the other UDFAs. Uh, I talked about Javin White. Um, I do think he has a chance to make the team at linebacker, being a good coverage guy. But uh, Madre Harper, Mother Harper, as we call him. Uh, Southern Illinois, he's like a crazy freak athlete. Uh, I think it was Grizz on Twitter. Shout out Grizz. He's uh, He definitely does his, does his film, does his film study. And uh, he put out threads on Madre Harper that were really, really cool. Really fun to watch. He, the guy's raw for sure. He needs to be coached up and Um, stuff but he's very athletic and again corner is another team another uh position on this team that i can see undrafted free agent making and uh i think that if we're gonna have two guys make the team it's gonna be white and uh, madre harper maybe a third guy being the kicker but uh yeah so we'll see let's see how am i doing on time here um okay one last thing one last thing. I didn't want to talk much about Carr today, but that article from Vic Tafer this morning. Why does he do this every year, man? Not Vic, I'm sorry, Derek Carr. Uh why does why does Derek Carr do this every year? It's the it's the oh man, this year, I'm not listening to any of this shit off the field. I don't care. I'm blocking everybody. Dude, delete your fucking Twitter. How about that? Like, it's so whack to just have to always tell somebody I don't care about what the haters say this year. This year, I'm doing me and that. Uh, it's like, man, don't tell me that. Tom Brady never says that. Aaron Rodgers is like a, a bona fide prick, and nobody really likes him that much, honestly, but like, he doesn't say stuff like that. His own family doesn't even like him. I fuck, I wish Cars Brothers didn't like him. Holy shit, man. That, that's a trio, or not even a... Yeah, yeah that's a trio. That's... Whew. Man, just the only thing that's going to get people to shut up is just just play well, play well. He keeps doing the stuff. Hey man, I'm supposed to throw the ball out of bounds. I'm I'm supposed to do this. I, I this is what I'm supposed to do. Not not on fourth down. You're not supposed to throw the ball away. I'm sorry. Like, it's it's we're going into the seventh year, third year in the system. He's got speed around him. He's got a good offensive line. Got a good run game. I don't even care about the defense. If Carr puts up fucking you know top ten offense, I don't. The defense even if he has a we don't win a lot this year. I'll know that that's an improvement, right? I don't care about the defense. Everyone uses the defense as an excuse. Our it's not tied. I mean, they're kind of tied, but not really. And really, honestly, I'd say the offense hurts the defense a little bit when we're constantly punting and they're constantly on the field and three and outs and red zone uh, problems and you know f- settling for three instead of getting six. Like I, I'm just tired of it, man. I'm just I'm just tired of of the this is my year, this is that, just do it. Just do it. I've never seen a quarterback with rabbit ears the way he has them. And actually, that's not true because uh, last year, Mitch Trubisky, this is the company you want to be in if you're a starting quarterback. Mitch Trubisky was like, no TVs in the locker room. I don't want to hear any bad things about me. Okay. You have the right to not want to hear bad things about you. Maybe it fucks you up a little bit. That's cool. But, like, dude, you're a verified Twitter user. You can basically block out your mentions. You don't even have to block the people. You can block your mentions, not read your mentions. Just put stuff out there. Anybody who knows you that you actually care about talking to, they're going to probably have your number or they can DM you. You know what I mean? Or I don't know. It's just anything. But like, it's completely up to you to block that stuff out. And I'm so tired of this being the year. It's like, oh, maybe this is the year he puts it together. I, we'll see. But it, the excuses are going to come in no matter what. And it's time to win. You don't get eight years in the league of playing losing football for the same team anymore. So it's got to happen this year, and by winning, I just mean putting up good offensive numbers. He's not in charge of what the defense does. I get that, but man, I'm just I'm tired of (laughs) I'm tired of have hearing about how this guy is. I mean, you can tell it does affect him. That's the problem. If you have to address it, it affects you, right? So. Just tuck in the ears, man. Go out there and play. Like, <laughs> that's all it is, man. Uh, we, again, Raider fans, we were all in after 2016, right? Even the ones that doubted him, maybe a couple years before, they were like, ah, I don't know if I see it. You know, like, he's fine, but I don't know if I see it. After 2016, we were all in. He got his contract. We were like, great. We have a franchise quarterback. It's like, man, you don't realize, like, you're the highest paid player on the team. Well, I don't know if he's the highest paid player anymore, but like, one of the highest on the team and definitely the most valuable part of the team at the most valuable position in sports, you're going to get some scrutiny and let's be real. His Twitter mentions probably aren't even as crazy as like Carson Wentz's Twitter mentions. Nobody's talking about Derek Carr except Raider fans. Carson Wentz got Giants fans calling him a pussy fucking probably showing him his collarbone x-rays and his like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Highlights of him like tearing his knee and stuff like, so I don't even think like Chiefs fans are trolling Derek Carr like that. They don't have to. He, he trolls himself in the stadium when Tyron Matthew knows where the ball is being thrown. And he's, you know, selling out. Uh, he's using one read and locking in on his target, throwing it right at Tyron Matthew, Juan Thornhill, all those guys. They don't have to troll him. But you do see it anyways, like Jamal Adams and people like that. It's it, Look, those guys, you can't block out those guys. You know what I mean? You can block out me talking shit to you on Twitter. Sure, go ahead, block me if you want. But like, those there's guys literally on the field, like players that are just like, eh, whatever. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not. They might not go on Twitter and do it, but they're just like, I'm not scared, man. They might take, they they know they can beat him. So, I don't know, man. I I just, I think he's a league average quarterback. You can win with a league average quarterback, but a lot has to go right. And I'm tired of a lot having to go right. When I see people like Pat Mahomes, and look, not everyone's Pat Mahomes. I don't expect him to be Pat Mahomes. I think Pat Mahomes might be the Michael Jordan of football. You never know. Hope not, but shit, look at him. He doesn't have, Pat Mahomes had a league average defense at best. Most of the time it was really bad. I mean, they created turnovers, but they're they're bad. His offensive line, other than Mitchell Schwartz, not good either. Run game, not great. But he gets it done, man. Just get it done. We we can tell, man. I've never watched a quarterback for longer. Right? We ne- Not as a Raider. We didn't keep quarterbacks for this long. So I've never watched a quarterback for longer. I feel like I know the dude, you know, like the back of my hand as far as the way he plays. And uh, we we just, you got to do it on the field, man. Your Your success will not come from Twitter and what we say on Twitter. So just get it done. And uh let's be real, dude. He's got some guys doing some fucking hard work, clocking in doing OT uh, defending his ass on Twitter. So there's no to say that it's all people attacking him is not true. Uh, trust me. So I expect a lot out of number four. Uh if not, I expect even more out of number eight. So uh with that said, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Glenn Rockney, uh, G L E N R O C K N E Y. Um I have another podcast. It's called rare candy. That's actually what our full podcast network called. Um, it's with my buddy crypto Psy, and, uh, we do a lot of leftist politics stuff and we talk about a lot of other shit too. It's not very sports centric, even though it gets mess. It, uh, it gets, you know, kind of bleed into it a little bit, but, um, it's very like politics centric, economic centric, and we just joke around and have a good time too. So, uh, if you want to subscribe to that, that's at rare candy. The link is in my bio for that. And, uh, um, tell your friends about this podcast. And, and like I said earlier, um, you I'm on Twitter, I'm quarantined, I'm on unemployment on quarantine, I have nothing to do but podcasts. So if you want to, you know, either send me a link and be like, Hey, what about this? What about this? I, I love that. I would love to do that. So um, w- it'll give me more content to talk about. And if you enjoy listening to me, that's a win win, right? So uh, thanks again for everybody listening, reposting um, stuff like that. I, I really appreciate it. Um, I'm trying to get better at this. It's, it's tough doing it by it's by, uh, it's tough doing it by yourself. Um, but nonetheless, still very fun, very rewarding. And, uh, I love talking about the Raiders and, uh, most people don't want to listen to me talk for, you know, close to an hour about the Raiders. So, uh, for you guys to actually choose to do so, uh, really nice. Um, again, I'm at Glenn Rockney on Twitter, G L E N R O C K N E Y. Welcome to talk shit to me. Um, I'm always down to riff back and forth, especially about football. So, uh, yeah uh thanks again just subscribe to us on uh, subscribe to glenn uh, rock vegas on itunes and rare candy and you can like rate and subscribe uh leave a rating um anything you do helps so uh all right thanks guys